Welcome new BFFs and returning BFFs to the That's What Friends Do podcast. I'm your BFF, Nina. And I'm your BFF, Takara. And today we have a very, very, very special guest. Today we have Mr. Ron Clapp himself. This is BFF Takara's husband. Say hey to the BFFs, Ron. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, T, I'm going to let you ask these questions to your beloved husband. I love saying that word for you, by the way. <laughs> oh, wow. You want me to ask the questions? I think I ask him enough questions on a daily basis. You don't want to do this. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I, I guess I could. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's already been interviewed by me. Like, let him be interviewed by somebody else. Okay, okay, fine, 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 fine. All right, all right, BFFs, we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty here. All right, so um, this episode is a continuation of the, you know, when you let your friends meet your significant other, and obviously this significant other lasted and has made it because he has made it to husband status, so that's like to be commended. Very good, Ron. Happy thank applause you, thank there. You. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, Ron. I just want to kind of know, like, how did you feel about coming into our BFF relationship? Because, you know, at that time, Takara and I lived together. So how did you feel, first of all? Like, just before I go into anything else, how did you feel coming into the relationship with me and Takara? It's funny you ask because I distinctly remember feeling extremely comfortable like from day one it was like both of you all welcomed me with open arms and it was never a dull moment in the house with the two of you between the little games you play in the kitchen and the conversations we have and all the jokes we made and all the fun times that we had in the beginning of course and so it was extremely comfortable and I never felt like an outcast on the outsider Oh, you remember the games we play? <laughs> I think I know what this is. Is this the one where we were chasing each other and we ran? Yes. Oh, yes. wow. Yes. And I'm like, look at these two people chasing each other. I said, I would run too, but I don't want to mess up nothing else. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, I do remember. I think part of it, you said, you guys know you can reach out and touch each other, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I was making an observation. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was just about the having fun in that moment. Like we, you know, I feel like we're two educated people. Like we figured that out, but it was just the point of just having fun. You know, but exactly. I, but I will say, I, I will say this though. Uh, having Nina there, I believe, kind of helped me and Takara progress in our relationship because uh, Nina was always like a supportive. BFF and she never ever made me feel like some kind of way or like I was not welcome and that really uh, you know hit home with me because I don't want to go somewhere where someone may not want me to be there you know a lot of times when you know you have BFFs and one of the BFFs get a boyfriend or a girlfriend and then the other BFFs get jealous or start acting differently but that did not happen in this situation. I was so excited. Oh, that's so 
guys, BFFs, you see why we love him. I know I said we, but yes, that's why we love him. <laughs> okay, so then I, I also want to know, like, did you feel like there there was a point where you felt like you had to impress me or at all? Like, did you feel that way at all? No, no. Uh, I got some of the best advice anybody can ever give someone that's looking to date from my grandmother. She told me, um, baby, that's she called me, baby. She said, baby, when you get to, when you start dating, just be yourself. And then she would say, a girl would be a fool not to love you. So just be yourself. And I said, okay, grandma, I'm going to always be me. And so I was able to be myself around both of you. I didn't have to put on the front. I didn't have to go no extra miles. I didn't have to try to act like I was super duper overly intelligent or like some guy was not. And you didn't make me feel like I was not welcome. And so I was like, hey, I could just be me and cut up and act a fool with y'all. This is great. It was a very, very warm environment. And I never felt like I had to walk on eggshells or have to hold my tongue or anything of that nature. I can also um, eat the way I like to eat around you as well. It was very important. You know, <laughs> I, I love to eat. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The one thing your BFFs are going to do, we going to eat. Like, that's not, that. like, I don't care what we're doing, where we're going, how it's going to happen. We're going to eat. So there we go. So I'm glad you felt that way. And you remember uh, one of the first conversations we had when I came to the house. You were like, oh, if, if the two of you can get along with food, you'll last forever. And I tell you to this day, we still get along over, over the food. We love food. Yeah, I also remember her telling you the first time you took me out that um, if I said I was hungry, you might want to hurry up and get me something to eat because it may not end well. I do remember her telling you that. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> yeah. we were kind of the same in that that thing, in that area. Like, T and I don't do well when we're hungry. So we don't ever really get hungry because we just, mm-mm, we're not nice people when we're hungry. Yeah, that was the best advice, Nina, because we can be out on a road trip. And I'm like, Scar, you hungry? And she be like, oh, I think I can eat. I'm like, uh-oh, I know what that means. Then I always ask her, what do you not want to eat? Because she never knows what she want to eat. But she can always tell me what she don't want to eat. So I'm like, <laughs> what do you not want? <laughs> that actually, that's that's like a life hack or a wife hack or a girlfriend hack right there. What do you not want to eat? Well, I know what I don't want. Yeah, you know, I do know what I don't that's want. Right. Right. I, I will say that's that's pretty true. I can pretty much tell you what I don't want and the things that I forget to say that I don't want when you mention them, I tell you I don't want it being too. So that's true. Uh yeah, that's true. That's true. So you know, we have our little go to restaurants here in town and uh, I try to find something similar to those places on the way out of town if there are any. And a lot of times when we're on vacation I like to eat places that are uh, new to us somewhere we cannot eat at home because I like to explore in that food category. Yes, I taught him all about that BFS. You know, I'm giving him the passport <laughs> to to travel. 
That's so good. That's so great. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm just like remembering all of the times we've had. I do remember us going to this one place in Reedsville. Um, it was one of our former students, uh, T and I had, they, their parents owned a, uh, it was either, was it Chinese or it was it? I think it was, it was Japanese. Japanese. It was Japanese. It was Japanese. Yes, That's Japanese. right. It was Japanese. Right. So, and that was a lot of fun because we hadn't been there before and we all got to go and experience that place. And it was actually really pretty good. So, you know, that's good. I should probably try to go back there now that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try to go back there. It's funny you mentioned that because every time I'm in the car and I'm driving and it's raining outside and it's a car in the car with me, I say, Takara, calm down. This is not as bad as just a rainstorm we went through on the way to the Japanese restaurant with Nina in the car. Nina, I don't think you know how hard it was raining. I mean, it was raining <laughs> so hard. I couldn't even see my windshield wipers. And it was like 12 o'clock at night. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get home. I said, my gosh. <laughs> okay, first of all, <laughs> BFFs, let's clear something up really quickly. Um, Our BFF, Ron, sometimes likes to embellish a little bit. It was not 12 o'clock at night. And we asked several times if he was okay. He could see, oh, yeah. We got home, didn't we? Yeah, we got home in one piece, thank God. Probably barely, probably barely. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh oh my goodness. That was so, oh my gosh, that was so long ago. Yeah, that was the worst rain of my life. Oh my goodness. So that was And my headlights, and my headlights were like matches. I couldn't halfway see nothing. Oh my my gosh. My lights on? Good gracious. It was terrible. But I forgot that it was raining. Yeah, yeah, that food, food was, was so good. good. It'll make, it'll yeah, make it you forget about it, right? You got that right. Food, <laughs> oh my goodness, BFS. We are already having a great time. Oh my goodness. It's like he said, it's always a good time with us. It's always a good time. Okay, so I have a oh, yeah. little bit more, a little bit more here. Um, how do you feel about my relationship with Takara? I, I really want to know how you feel about that relationship. I think it's wonderful. I think if everybody had a friend like you, this world would be a better place. Um, because I don't know if you know, but you are probably one of the most important reasons why me and Takara even, I guess, jump-started a relationship. Um, from my understanding, now I could be wrong, but from my understanding, I believe you may have helped encourage her to respond to a particular message that she may have received from from a particular gentleman I'm not going to say any names me and she may have not responded in a time efficient manner as we would all have liked and so you put her aside as a good BFF should and would do and said girl if you don't respond to this guy right here right now we're going to have some words and she didn't want no words, so she responded, and that was the beginning of our long-lasting, forever-lasting relationship. <laughs> Again, that is embellished. It's not quite what happened. It let sounds me tell good, you what, though. Yeah, it sounds, sounds really good. good. <laughs> but let me tell like you like what, I said, that, that's how I remember. I don't know exactly what happened. I wasn't there, but that's how I remember. You know, I wasn't there, I don't think. I'm hey, going to tell the BFFs what really happened. What I recall happening is... Nina and I were going through that time in our life where it was pretty rough for us, a pretty rough summer. And, um, you know, I don't know if the BFFs out here in BFF land can tell, but our BFF Ron can talk. And when he sent the email 
it was like a long email with all of these questions and all of these things he wanted me to answer. They were good questions, though. They were. But I was already having a rough summer. And I opened the computer and I looked at it and I said, I'm not answering none of this. And I closed the computer up. And I recall, because I didn't answer you back, what you did was you sent an email back to me and told me you couldn't understand why I hadn't answered any of your questions. <laughs> so I can neither confirm nor deny if that oh, happened. <laughs> <laughs> However, I can say that she finally responded. Finally. You know, it's better late than never. And what, 10 years later, we're still here. Voila. Just like that. Oh, voila. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I am cracking up over here. <laughs> this is hilarious, but this has been us. Like, I don't know why I thought this would be any different. This is us. This is just how we are. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> That's funny. But thank you for saying those words. No matter how embellished they were. Uh, Very. <laughs> no, I, they sounded pretty accurate to me, you know. Okay, okay. I, well, well, I could tell you some stories if I wanted to about some of the embellishments that I've heard and we've gone through over these oh, 10 yeah. years. Oh, boy. Okay, it might be 11 years, but I'm not really counting. Oh, okay. I, okay, I don't know how that works, but okay. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, I, okay, so let's go to the next question before um, we have another uh, <laughs> embellished story. <laughs> um, did you feel like Takara did a good job of going between the friendship and the relationship? Like, she and I were, like, attached at the hip. Like, <laughs> where you saw T, that's where you saw me. Where you saw me, you saw T. Like, we were together, like, a lot. And but do you feel like she did a really good job kind of navigating that once you kind of came about? Absolutely. And it, I'm I'm proud you asked because I just remembered another uh, day where the two of you were attached at the hip, as always. And I just so happened to be at my favorite store in the whole wide world buying everything under the sun. And Takara texted me and said she needed something for the house. And I'm like, hey, come to my favorite store. They got plenty of it over here. And she was like, oh, I'm having a bad hair day. You know, I don't want you to see me like this. I'm like, I don't worry about none of that. You always beautiful in my eyes. And you, she was like, oh, I'm with, I'm with my BDFM. I said, bring her with you. I don't mind. Y'all always together anyway. Come on down. And so, lo and behold, she came to the store, my favorite store. And I'm like, you're having a great hair day, a great day all around. You asked me. In fact, Nina, I almost don't even remember if you were there because I can't take my eyes off the car. I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, maybe you were. <laughs> I, I do think sure. I was there. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay but I don't to. think it quite happened that way. I think oh, what happened God. was you were already there, and yes, I, I saw there. you, and I told Nina that I saw you, and you were there, and I texted you and said that we were there, but I was having a bad hair day. Yes, that's exactly that's what, what happened. happened. And I told you what you were not having a bad. You had on this your uh, your brown jacket and like a brown like uh, uh, your hair was wrapped in like a brown scarf. I remember vividly what you were wearing. 
And yeah, I also true. remember that's true. Yeah, see? That's, that's true. absolutely true. I don't forget much. And I also remember um you uh I was trying to talk to you outside but you were trying to get away. So I was guess you had somewhere to go somewhere to be. You had to leave. <laughs> and I like, well I guess I'll just see you later then. Okay. Alright, let me go back here and finish buying my stuff. And so that just reminded me of how much at the hip uh the two of you all are and have always been and i think it's great because i also have a bfl one of my homeboys who when we were you know just graduated from high school he and i became roommates and we were always going out together and so you two remind me of me and my friend and whenever you saw him you would see me and whenever you saw me you would see him and it's the same scenario with the two of you you know being attached at the hip and so I actually uh, found comfort in that because I can re- resonate with that because I also have the same situation in my life. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, I will say that I do remember that. <laughs> I do. I do remember that. It's so funny how all these things come flooding back as we continue to talk about them. BFFs, listen, uh, Ron has been a hoot (laughs) these past couple of minutes. I'm pretty sure you guys are cracking up just as much as we are over here. Um, So thank you, Ron, for that insight, your point of view on our relationship and you entering the relationship. I'm glad you felt comfortable because, you know, BFS, it can be hard introducing someone to your friend, especially because, you know, I'm a little territorial. Um, I'm a little possessive when it comes to my friends. Like, no, it's my friend. (laughs) This is my friend. You can't have her. But I also wanted her to be happy. And it was the summer that we definitely don't want to revisit at all. That summer was, whew, BFS. I know you heard us talk about it. That summer was a lot. But thanks be to God, we made it through. And look what happened even in the middle of our storm, T. We found, well, you found. Well, I say we. Yeah, we did. We found (laughs) a great (laughs) love story that I'm so thankful to have been part of. And there's no part of me. And I will say this. There was no part of me that was ever jealous or ever envious and I was so excited. I was telling everybody, oh, T, T's going to get married. I know it. And I was excited. I was very, very excited. Well, I'll say I, I never did feel like you felt that way um, ever. So that I, that wouldn't have even been a thing that would have come up. I didn't feel like you were jealous or felt any kind of way about it at all. Besides, you know, being happy or, um, you know, acting out with us or whatever it was that we were doing so I never did feel like you felt like uh you know I, I don't I don't like this right 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 and it's right. funny you said that because I can remember thinking my gosh Nina seemed to be just as happy and excited to see me as much as Takara is I'm like wow this is great this is wonderful <laughs> I, I don't have to like dread going to see the girl I'm falling in love with because of her friend. this is like the best case scenario and also, oh I think Takara. I think Takara was also um, at ease because she had a friendly face right here. I mean, you know, when you first meet a stranger, you know, I didn't know her when we first met, obviously. Um, and so, therefore, for Nina to still be, you know, a part of our journey uh, and a part of our story, it helped Takara also feel more comfortable to uh, to fall for me. I hope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, you know, I feel like, you know, we had our old journey, even though Nita was there, but I do, you know, I do feel like, you know, she did make things probably more comfortable for me and, you know, to be myself and, you know, be able to interact probably maybe like I might not have if it wasn't, if she wasn't around. And see, that's what friends are supposed to do, to, to give us support, to, to be there when you need them. Um, I know I'm the expressive one. I'm the extrovert. I'm the, the life of the party. Like, I know that. I know that about me. And I know that it makes other people somewhat comfortable when there's someone who goes before them so that they can relax. And like, I don't mind being the one who starts everything. I'd have no problem starting. I have no problem being in the front lines at all. So that was easy for me. Like, it wasn't even... I didn't even think about it. I don't even think I even thought about it. I just was just being myself. Like, I literally was just being myself in that situation. <laughs> and I love that your grandmother told you that. You know, just be you. And that is so... We talked about that before, being you. And I'm not even going to say that word because we couldn't say it last time. <laughs> so we- Unapologetically. Yay, you did it! <laughs> Listen, I still struggle. That L, that L gets me every time. But thank you, T. Yes, we're going to be ourselves. You're welcome, but I'm going to be honest. I, I thought about it hard before I really said it out loud. <laughs> I, I got it together this time. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, BFFs out there. Listen, I hope you guys are enjoying yourselves. Um, I'm having a good time. I know T and Ron are having a good time. This has been exciting. So with that, we're going to move into our first break. And as you guys know, we are moving from, we moved from the Pandemic University to now the School of Friendship. And we were kind of following um, what we learned from the show Girlfriends, talking about the um, Um, relationship between Tony and Joan because I think as we've gotten older we kind of realize some things about their relationship right and so I have just been kind of you know looking at some articles listening to other people um, talk about this as you know through the eyes of maturity because I think when we first started talking about or watching girlfriends back in the early 2000s or whatever we were not all as old as we are now or as mature as we are now. And so we can kind of see some of the things that happened in this show. And we know it was fictitious. We know it wasn't based on fact or truth, but we can kind of see how it played out and say, mm, I don't know if that was actually really good or, or I don't know if they were really girlfriends. Like the show was called girlfriends, but some of the things that happened in that show between those relationships made me doubt really whether or not they were really girlfriends what are you thinking t i agree and um you know like the article said that we were able to find for this portion of the show which was um girlfriend showed us what a toxic friendship looks like and so can we really talk about joan and tony so um this one was published by uh zora but what i want to say about it is in the article it mentions it's emotionally exhausting to watch these two women break down and rekindle their tumultuous friendship each season and I will say for me I agree I don't know that I would be able to continue to try to keep a friendship even though I think they were really good friends but at the same time it was almost like 
they were kind of jealous of each other in different areas or for different reasons. And I don't know. I mean, it was emotionally almost exhausting for me every time they got into a fight or every time something happened. And I don't know that I would be able to continue trying to build that friendship every time something happened. Like, how do you feel about it, Nina? Listen, um, it... The emotional roller coaster that they put each other through. Like, I don't ride roller coasters in real life. I'm not about to go up and down in my emotions, in my mental state. That's exhausting. And it was emotionally exhausting to 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 now watch that and watch what they do. And some of these things were very, very heartbreaking. Things that they had to really dig deep to forgive and to really, you know, kind of delve through so they can build that relationship again like they almost I felt like it was broken down to pieces like taking and shattering glass and then they tried to modge podge or you know glue it the pieces of glass back together and that's that and then you know think about it picking up glass with your fingers right you're you are subject to cutting yourself so as they're building this relationship they could cut themselves more they could bleed more because you're thinking about someone who intentionally did something. If, if they were your friend, you're like, why would you do this if you were my friend? And I just, I just, I don't know if I would want to pick up those pieces. Cause that's how I feel like they feel like what they were doing was just picking up the pieces every time of the shattered glass. And they kept breaking the same glass. Like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> like y'all built it up. And then every time you break it, it's like, it's more and more pieces. It's the same cuts. It's the same cycle. It's not a new glass. Cause you didn't rebuild this friendship to something new because you wouldn't keep doing this to each other. Like I was just like, Oh my gosh. And I think the kicker for me was when I think in one of the episodes, like it was like Jones therapist told her, that the relationship was toxic her and tony's relationship is toxic why would you keep that relationship so i don't know i bfs listen <clears throat> it's one thing to want to keep a relationship because someone's near and dear to your heart but it's another thing to keep a relationship that is continually hurting you you can't be your best self in a relationship if you keep getting hurt right you can't be who you need to be you cannot deposit anything into someone that you haven't deposited into yourself and if you continue to keep letting toxic people hurt you and and give you know do these things to you every time and it's just a big cycle you're just going to continue to break down into more and more pieces and at the end of the day some of those pieces can't be put back together have you ever tried to put it back together broken glass some of those pieces you won't know where they fit yeah and I'm just gonna sweep that up and and throw that in the trash and I will say I do feel like you know there was a toxic relationship going on there because I don't feel like some of the things that happened if you were a true friend some of those things would have never happened I would never imagine doing some of the things that they have done to each other to somebody that I actually call my friend or that I care about let alone probably just a person that I consider an associate because some of those things were really hurtful I think in my opinion and so um you know I do think it's important that you monitor and watch what type of friendships you have and are they toxic and what kind of things are you know going on in that relationship are they making you better or are they making you worse 
Very well said. Very well said. All right, BFFs. I don't know about you guys, but I think this school of friendship is really going to be something that we can um, continue. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited to talk about those things. And I hope that you guys are listening and talking about these things with your BFFs. Okay, listen, uh, like, share, follow, subscribe. It's a great time for you to go in and and tell us what you think about these, um, you know, two women who keep breaking down and rekindling this this, uh, friendship each season. So let us know what you think. I'm excited. What about you, T? Oh, yeah, I'm always excited. Yay. <laughs> All right. We're going to keep moving on. And so, T, are you going to ask me the question? Sure. Why not? Yay. Okay. Yay. All right. So, Nina, so this is going to be your point of view. Like, how did you feel about sharing your BFF with someone new who could potentially, which actually happened, be there for life? Like, how did you feel from your point of view? Well, I'm so glad you asked, Takara. I've been waiting to talk about this. So, like, so excited. All right, BFS. So, here's how I felt. At the beginning, because of the situation that we were in that summer and some of the things that we experienced and, you know, the things that we've gone through. And if you haven't heard, go back and listen to, you know, the couple of episodes before this, you will hear some crazy things that have happened between, um, with Takara and I, with uh, significant others, the ones that didn't make it. But with Ron, um, at first I was like, oh, this is my BFF. Oh no, I'm going to have to share. Oh, I'm not good at sharing. Wait, I can, I can share maybe a little bit. Uh, I have to get to know him. And it was like all these things going through my head. Like, okay, but if he hurts her, I'm gonna kill him. And then I was like, oh no, if these things happen. And I, I mean, it was a lot going on in my head. I was like, but what if this and what if that? And what if this and what if that? Because Takara is not just a BFF, but she's like the family you get to choose. You know, T is my sister you know, that I get to choose and not to knock my sisters. Cause you know, I love my sisters, but this is the, the sister I, I was, I chose and I absolutely love and adore her. So at the beginning, it was kind of scary because it was like, I'm going to have to step back. Like I knew that T and I being attached at the hip was going to have to change a little bit. We're going to have to put a little bit of a chain in between us so that he can kind of pull her towards you know and then every towards him and every so often it was like I released a little bit more of the chain a little bit more of the the you know there's a little bit more slack in the rope or whatever between T and I and he gets to have her a little bit more than I and and then as I got to know Ron and as I was able to be around him I felt completely completely comfortable you know letting my T fly into his arms as you can say I guess you could say (laughs) and I know I know that sounds crazy but you know you I was very protective of Takara and it was only because of being there through the bad situations you know being there through the ones that were busters and the ones who were just non-deserving of those cookies and like and when I say cookies I mean the made from scratch cookies that she made him that were my favorite the oatmeal raisin cookies I'm still salty about that y'all I'm sorry we don't have to bring up those cookies I swear I'm gonna make you your own I swear (laughs) oh yes 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 she did say she was gonna make me my own thanks okay but no I just um I was excited after I realized that he could be the one 
like I was so ready for it I don't know if she was I didn't really tell T because I didn't want to put any added stress you know because you know as we're getting older people like to ask that question oh when are you gonna settle down and have some kids and blah blah blah, blah. and I'm like oh back off because <laughs> that's not everybody's journey right and I didn't want and as we were getting older I didn't want anyone to feel that way so I guess for me it was it was scary at first but then Ron made me feel comfortable because I was able to be myself with him and T and I could still be ourselves like who we are as a friend group as BFFs with him and he just fit right on into our shenanigans (laughs) I guess you could say our shenanigans so I think that um it was yeah it was good it was good I will say though uh there's this one story um we were supposed to go see Cat Williams together as a friend group and I was kind of upset because Ron wanted to take her out on a date so she could not go with us as the friend group (laughs) to go see Cat Williams and I was like really really mad and but he wanted to take her out and I was like okay fine and I just remember I made everybody come to the house <laughs> to I made Takara I made everybody come to the house I made Crystal um David I think Desiree knows I think everybody came to the house I don't know why I did that yeah I, you know I found it out years later like this year <laughs> um <laughs> I was the age I am now when I found that out and <laughs> but I I knew you wanted me to go with you guys but I never felt like you were that upset that I couldn't go like you went and helped me find my whole outfit and everything like you know I would not have thought that you were upset you held that in and covered that up very well well, yeah, because I couldn't do that to you. I was not going to be the friend that was going to be like, you know, to help you, to make you choose between him and me. Like, I wasn't going to be that person. So I just dealt with it. And I dealt with it by making everybody come to the house so that they could see where, who was taking our precious Takara away from our friend group. <laughs> Which kind of backfired because, like, I wasn't mad at Ron. I was just like, Matt, I think I was mad at the situation because I was so excited for us to all go together. And you were like, well, he wants to take me out. And then I told everybody, I was like, he better be taking it to Cat Williams. <laughs> That's what he better be taking. I was so serious. And I remember, and then we were sitting in our seats. And then when I saw you walk in, because I remember that outfit, that beautiful, what was a red skirt? Yes, that red skirt. Uh-huh. When I saw that red skirt, I said, oh yeah, we bought that together. That's T. Even though I, because I, I was like, oh, I don't know if that's her or not. That's her. That's her. Yep, that's T. Because I remember that red skirt. And I was like, okay, I feel better now, y'all. And everybody was like, oh my gosh. Nina. Like, I think they were all just like in relief. Because if you would not have shown up to Cat Williams, it might have been a problem. <laughs> so thank you, Ron, for um, taking her to see Cat Williams. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, thank you for allowing me to take her to Cat Williams. I did not know that the two of you had plans potentially to go to that show. In fact, I didn't even think I was going to go. One of my other BFFs from Winston, he actually had called me about it. And he was like, hey, Ron, let's go to the show. I'm like, okay, great. Let's go. 
and uh, he brought, I think, whoever he was talking to at the time, and I brought, you know, my soon-to-be wife with me. And I remember I came and picked up at the house, and we went to the show. And she told me on the way to the show, I think Nina's going to be there. I said, really? Just take it away from her, can we? She's everywhere we want to go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so I was like, oh, okay, no problem. Well, I'm thinking to myself, well, we probably won't see her because it's such a big place. So, I mean, you know, it's cool. And it's the first person we saw when we walked into the door to sit in our seats was Nina. And she's like, hey, girl. I'm like, oh, look, that's her. I oh, was okay. going to say, yeah, I have yeah. the BFFs that, you know, when you walk in, they scream your name out so you can see where they're sitting. I have those. Yes, we wanted to make sure you knew that we were there and that we saw you and him. Yes, and yes, and we heard you. Absolutely. We sure did. Very loud and clear. I'm pretty sure Crystal was like, do you really have to do that right now? <laughs> I don't oh. know if it was either Crystal or Desiree. One of them probably was like, really? Poor them. Poor them. <laughs> Listen, y'all know I'm going to do what I want to do. Y'all should know that <laughs> by now. BFFs, if you don't know by now, you do now. I'm going to do what I want to do. So, so Nina, you didn't know that we had plans to go to that show that night? No, because you didn't tell her. I didn't know. Oh, I was surprised. Oh, it was a surprise. Yeah. So oh, that's okay. why I was I'm so a... all up in arms about it. Oh. Yeah, okay. That's the whole reason why we met the first time at TGI Fridays during the afternoon. And you can tell them why you wanted to only meet me during the afternoon. And um, yeah, so th- we had to meet that day first because I thought it was better to meet that day before we actually went out for wherever it was that you wanted to take me. I had to make sure you were like, okay. So um, yeah, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody, you know, why you wanted to meet me in the afternoon. Okay, so if I remember correctly, it was like 11, 11, 11. That was the date, if I'm not mistaken. It That's was correct. Day. Exactly. That's correct. And so I think we was emailing or something of another. And I think one of us may have mentioned something about a show coming up in the future. And somebody had a birthday coming up. You know, my memory ain't all that great. But it could have been what happened, maybe. And so I was like, okay, great. So maybe we can make plans for the birthday. And then you were like, well, maybe we should meet before the birthday. And I was like, oh, it's actually a pretty good idea. How about today? And you was like, is this how you ask for a girl's phone number? And I was like, well, did it work? And you were like, well, here, call me. Better yet, text me. I said, okay, great. My kind of girl. She wants me to text. I like that kind of thing already. And so I'm sitting in my office, right? I kid you not, I'm sitting in my office. It's like, afternoon time in november and i'm like where are we gonna go so i text you i'm like hey let's go to uh let's meet for lunch at tgi fridays and i'm thinking to myself this is a great idea ron thank you for thinking so smart because for some reason if she is not as wonderful in person as she is on the computer i have a reason to leave if it's just they it's just lunch I mean, think about it. This is the perfect excuse to get up and leave if you're not happy with the outcome of your lunch date. And so... <laughs> I can't. I can't. Wait oh, a oh it was great. It was Wait great. a minute. So, you're telling me 
the reason you wanted to do lunch is so that because it's in the middle of the work day, you can use work as an excuse to be able to leave. Yes, ma'am. That's exactly what he's telling you. It is exactly right. Yes. I mean, it's just lunch. I mean, come on now. Everybody can go to lunch together and then you can leave separately if need be. So make a long story short. I'm like, okay, so let's meet at so-and-so time. I don't know what time it is. I'm, I'm always late for everything. And I looked at the clock and I'm like, oh, God, I'm late. So I text to Carmen. I'm like, hey, um, I'm running late. Have you left the house yet? And she texts me back the best text message anybody could have ever texted me in the history of text messages. She said, no, I have not left the house yet. I don't leave until somebody tells me that they are on the way. I said, oh my God, this girl is after my heart. This is the cause I know that if I would have been late for our lunch date, it would have been the first and only time I would have ever met her. And my life would have took a drastic turn for not so great things, probably. Or you and may so, not have met me at all. Exactly. I would have been like five seconds late. She's like, he ain't here, I'm going. I'm like, oh God, okay, so I better be on time. So I texted and said, hey, I'm leaving the office and my office is much closer to the restaurant we were going to than where she was coming from. And so I got there, I don't know, maybe 5, 10, 30 minutes early. Who knows? And so I parked the car. And uh, while I'm waiting on her to get there, now mind you, I probably would not have saw her pull up because I wasn't sure, you know, what she drove or whatever. She didn't know what I drove, allegedly. And so I'm calling my BFS, my friends, like, yo, listen, docs. I am getting ready to meet this girl I met on the internet for the first time at this place at this time. Okay, so now I need y'all to know if you don't hear from me in two hours, call me or come look for me and turn on the six o'clock news. Make sure you don't see me on there. So I got like two or three of my friends on standby just in case, you know, I get ghosted or knocked upside the head or set up or something could have, who knows what could have happened. And so we get into the restaurant and remember now this is just lunch you know it's just lunch and we get into the restaurant and she tells me that she has an event that she has to attend with her bff nina that evening and i'm like okay great who is she and why y'all going on why y'all trying to cut my date short and i'm like well wait a minute it's still early i got like three or four hours before that event starts so you got plenty of time to talk we should be good hopefully and plus it's just lunch i mean come on now can't go wrong with just lunch and so little did, did i know at that time that i was being watched yes i was being watched by yours truly nina she was watching me and somebody else she was with i think it was maybe crystal yeah i think they i think they were both watching me or us at the table and I believe if I'm not mistaken Nina came to the table and said oh hey Takara how you doing girl and Takara like oh hey girl I'm doing great and I'm thinking to myself who is she and why you interrupting my date and I'm like okay so go back to your table and it's, it's nice that y'all know each other it's just a big coincidence in my mind it's just a big coincidence that you just so happen to be here in this big huge city that we in at the same time I'm here with my date for the first time with a very beautiful lady and I'm like okay so about three hours into the date we're still talking 
me into car. We still talking. I don't know what time it is, and I don't care because the conversation is just like super great. And I don't know what we were talking about, but I know we did a lot of laughing. And I found out a few things that she don't eat, which we laughed some more about. And I just remember, I told my friends to call me or come look for me if they don't hear from me after a couple of hours. Somebody, oh my God, they gonna probably call 911. I'm gonna have the cops up here looking for me. They're they gonna put out a, a kidnapping alert or something, or an amber alert for me, a duck nap. I'm like, oh my God, I had to excuse myself to the men's room so I can call my friends. I had 16 missed phone calls and about 24 text messages. Brian, are you okay? What's going on? How's she look? How's it going? Did you make it? Is she there? What's she look like? Are you okay? Do you need help? Should I come up there? Where you at? Call me. I'm like, calm down, everybody. Calm down. So I'm texting people back. They're calling me. I'm calling them. So I was in the bathroom probably, probably 20 minutes. So car probably thought I fell in, which I probably should have jumped in or threw my phone in one. And so I'm telling everybody everything's great. It's going much, much better than I thought it was going to go. And life is great. Don't come look for me. Don't send a rescue squad. Stay where you at. Keep doing what you do. I'll holler at you later. Gotta go. Bye. So I went back to the table, sat down, and Takara was like, oh, no. I gotta go meet my BFFs at the place. We got tickets for, I think it was the circus or something. I don't know what it was. Universal Circus. Yeah, yeah, tell me anything. So she's like, I gotta go. I'm so terribly sorry to cut our date short. It's only been four hours long. So let me leave so I can go be with my BFFs. Text me some, text me sometime. You got the number. I'm like, you gotta go now? You can just get started. She's like, yeah, it's okay. I'll let me later. So she left. And I'm like, but All right, BFFs, well, I feel like that's what he gets for trying to have a lunch date with me that he thought was gonna go all wrong. Hey, I was covering my bases. It was very important to always have an exit plan if you don't know what you get into. It's very, very important. I mean, <laughs> I would write that down. It's very important. This is hilarious. Now, it's always good to have a plan and not need it than to need a plan and not have it. So I had one and didn't need it. It was the best nine plan I've ever executed in my entire life. It was great. It was terrifically wonderful. That was probably, obviously, a life-changing moment. Not to mention, I happened to meet Nina that same day. Didn't have no idea who she was. Like, I don't, she probably said her name. I have no clue. And I don't even know if she had somebody walking with her at the table when she came to my table. Because I didn't really look up that much. I couldn't take my eyes off the car. So, make a long story short, the second time I saw Takara, uh, we were going to the movies. And I was like, hey, I'll come, I'll come by and I'll pick you up. We can, we can go to the movies and see this movie. It was called something, whatever it was. It was really good. And I think it was so Clash I of went, the Titans. That might, that might have been it. You got a good memory. And so I get to her house, right? And Takara's like, yeah, just knock on the door. And, uh, you know, we'll let you in. I'm like, okay, great. I didn't realize at this point in time that, she, you know, Nina and Takara were roommates at the time. I had no idea. So I knock on the door, right? And... Nina comes to the door and she's like, it's good to meet you again. And Nina, you have no idea the thoughts that were going through my head when you said it's good to meet you again as though we had met once before or that oh as though you have known me in the past. Like, I had no idea that I had met you the previous oh my day. Goodness. I had no clue. So I'm like, oh God, who are you and why you say, why you, say you know me? I'm like, oh Lord. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, so 
a lot of scenarios can be going on right now. So uh, is Takara really here? Or do I have the right house? I haven't seen Takara yet. She's upstairs, by the way. So I'm downstairs with Lena, who I don't know. And Takara is nowhere to be found. And I ain't even answered my text message. I'm like, okay, no, what's happening? So, so Lena says, come on in. Sit down. Relax your feet. You want some water? I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Thanks. I ain't drinking no strings of water. Crazy. Turn some TV on. Watch some news. I don't want to watch no TV. I'm looking for Takara. Oh, then she said, oh, Takara's upstairs. You know, she'll be down at any minute now. She's getting ready, getting dressed. Don't worry about it. Just relax your mind. I'm thinking to myself, okay, you obviously must know me, but I don't know you. And you ain't Takara, hopefully. So I need to know what's going on. And then I heard footsteps upstairs. I said, okay, either this is somebody about to come knock me over the head. Or this might be Takara actually walking upstairs, or at least trying to walk upstairs, getting dressed. So I said, I'm going to lean towards the ladder and hope to God I ain't the former. And so about 30 minutes later, Takara comes trotting downstairs looking all good with her green outfit on and heels and them jeans. Oh, it was great. And she it was jeans and a red sweater with green high heels. Oh, I knew it was something green. I mean, you know, hey, I told I got, I got a halfway decent memory when it comes to good looking stuff normally. And so you came trotting downstairs and you was like, okay, you ready to go? I said, oh, thank God. Whew, you ain't gonna knock me over the head after all. Okay, we can leave. And I was like, oh, Nina, it was so good to meet you for the second time, I guess. Have a nice night. Yeah, I hope you're not gonna tell me you were somewhere in the back of the movie theater watching us on our second date. Let me guess. No, 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 no. I did not go. <laughs> I did not go. I thought about it though. I did. I thought about it. Okay. So honestly, okay. The same way you had a plan. Okay. I had a plan for Takara when she was meeting you for the first time as well. And I had to call my BFF Crystal. It was like, yo, we got to get ready. We got to be on our P's and Q's because T about to go meet this man. I don't really know him like that. He sound good on paper, but that's on paper. So we went in, the hostess, she was like, I was like, listen, listen, you see that table right there? I need to be able to see them, but they can't see me. And she said, oh, I got you. Thank you. Crystal took pictures of the car. We was, yeah, oh, oh, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause here's the thing. If she was not going to make it home, they were going to know where to start. Okay? <laughs> they were going to know where to start. I promise you that. She was, I was like, mm-mm. And I did walk by. I said, and Crystal was like, you going to go over there? I said, I sure am. Every time I heard Takara laugh, I peeped over the, the, the bench or whatever, or the, um, I peeped over the booth and was like looking to make sure she was okay. Like I just, every time, every time I heard her laugh, I was like, mm-mm. What's going on? What's going on? Oh, okay. All right. Well, you must have been doing a lot of peeking because. Oh, we it was a lot. Y'all did. <laughs> and that's when I was like, I'm just going to go over there. <laughs> I, I just remember seeing Takara's face when I walked. Because <laughs> she didn't know we were coming. She told me they were coming. And I'm like, yeah, right. She's not coming. And so then, I didn't think she was there. Right. And then I walked up and she was like, <laughs> but, but but let's 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 rewind for a second. I think I may have heard you say you took pictures of the car. I'm assuming you meant my car. Yes, mm-hmm. we took pictures oh. of your car. Oh. 
Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, okay. I was making sure I had the right car in mind. Okay, okay. I was sure. Yeah, it, it was the right one. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say, how do you know which car was mine? It was like a hundred cars in the parking lot. Well, first of all, you know, um, when you're on the internet, you know, and you happen to take a picture with your car, you know, I'm really good with knowing what cars are, so it wasn't no problem for me to pick it out. Yeah. Oh. And I don't know, you may have you may have just made it there or been getting out when I had gotten there, maybe. Because you were standing outside waiting on me, so I don't know how long you had been out. I don't think you had been outside that long because it was, it was kind of cold that day. And it wasn't like it was packed. So it was really hard. It wasn't really hard to figure out which car could it could be. <laughs> like... And then you had a, a personalized plate in the front. Oh, yeah. That's a dead giveaway, huh? Uh -huh. And the back. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. I remember that. So, yeah. So, um, you know, and, and I just happened to be a woman who happens to be really good at knowing cars. So, it was an easy, easy thing for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were going to be careful, Okay we were going to be careful and then you know because she was laughing so much and I think she felt comfortable um we were okay and that's why I walked over just to make sure she knew we were there and by the way her mother thanked me okay she thanked me for going there that day just putting that out there well I'm very happy you all came I hope you actually ate while you were there they had some good food I don't know what I had but it was pretty good and I'm hoping you actually had some good food too you had a pasta and then you pulled out a coupon. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. It was like a what two for two for twenty or uh, ten percent off or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Was it a free appetite? Oh lord, no, it no it was off the meal. Oh okay. And I, and I got rewards too, by the way. You know, it's very important. Uh -huh. I was I had a plan and a budget, so we was in good shape in both ways. It was it was a very well executed date, in my opinion. And, and oh, we went on more. Yeah, oh, you did. One more dates. Yes, absolutely. It was great. And I'll tell you the one that was uh, executed, you know, most well is when we went to um, the beach and he pulled out an entire Excel spreadsheet with what was spent and what we could eat and how much we spent. And, you know, I, I was entitled to an extra meal because there were certain days when we didn't, you know, we didn't eat something in particular. So <laughs> I was like, then at first I was like, I don't, oh my I don't, gosh, I don't know if this is gonna work. Like, <laughs> like I'm, you know, like I like to budget, and you know, I'm not a big spender, but um, that was a little bit much for me. A spreadsheet, like, oh, uh, yeah, ex a spreadsheet, yeah, in like his phone. Printed? Oh, I was gonna say, please don't say it was printed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's you know, it's it's very important to know what you're spending when you're out on vacation because your emotions can get the best of you when you may spend more than what you're able to actually afford. And I didn't want to be be that guy. I want to make sure that we can make it home. And therefore, my spreadsheet helped us make that that journey from the beach back to the house. It was uh, it was a really really well thought out vacation. Yeah, and got an extra meal out of that. See. Yeah, because I, I believe it was because we hadn't had breakfast one day. 
I believe oh. that's what happened. But you know what? After that, the spreadsheet never came out uh, too much anymore. Now, I don't know if he secretly had a spreadsheet <laughs> of the time. Did you see? Have you secretly? No, of course not. Okay, so he's embellishing. That means absolutely, absolutely. yes, he had a spreadsheet. <laughs> he figured he would keep it under wraps this time. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay, goodness. Oh, wow. That's (laughs) BFFs. I hope you guys are still having fun with us as we are talking with Takara's wonderful husband, Ron. Uh, This has been amazing for me. I love the conversation. And and there's been some nice little nuggets dropped there. You know, that emotional spending. Look at y'all giving the BFFs out there in podcast land some, some good advice about going on trips and keeping in with the budget. That's awesome. So we're gonna move on to main point three which is about Takara's point of view right Mm. oh goodness okay T you ready no but go ahead (laughs) (laughs) okay all right T tell us how did you feel about merging the two together about merging me and or Ron and I together um let's start there first Okay. Um whew, okay, that's a good question. Um like he said earlier, I think like I felt really comfortable with him. But you know, it is kind of scary when you're merging two people into your life because you want to make sure that, you know, you have the long-term BFF and you know, you know about her, you know her intentions for you, you know how she feels about you, but you know, sometimes when you are bringing in um, someone who is more of a romantic relationship, uh, you have to be careful because it might start off good and you start merging those two people together and then you don't know what could potentially happen after that's happened. So it's kind of like, you know, um, you know, is this going to be a good fit for me? Are things going to work out? It feels like it's going to work out. It seems like it's going to work out. But, you know, like I said last episode, if you've listened to last episode, you know, people normally give you a six month, um, you know, uh, honey, you in a honeymoon stage for six months, and you know, so I'm like, well, is this person gonna change? Is he gonna be different? Is he gonna stay, you know, the same and who he is? And you know, when you've had a few rough relationships prior to that, and you think somebody is, you know, someone in particular, it makes you a lot more cautious about how you merge people. And to kind of have a guard, kind of, um, when doing that. Yes, 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 yes. I do. I do believe that um, that's true. So thank you for sharing that. Um, did you feel like you had to go between the two of us a lot? Or like back and forth, like you had to, like, I don't know, like you had to make sure you were there at all times? like I don't think I would say I felt like I had to go between the both of you um 
But you know, I do feel like, you know, I didn't want you to feel like I was being a bad friend and feel like I was, you know, taking all my time with him and that you couldn't have any time with me. But I didn't want him to feel like I was spending all my time with my BFF and then I didn't have enough time for him. So it was just about trying to, you know, make sure I allotted enough time for both because I do think that you can have both. You can have, you know, your BFFs and your friends and you can have your romantic relationship without losing who it is that you truly are and being able to be yourself with both people and being able to, you know, when either one of them needs you, you're able to be there for both. Now, if it turns out that it happens to be on the same day, that might not be a good look. But, you know, if you can, you know, do it and and it's not, you know, at the same time. But I think it's important that people realize that even when you're in a relationship you know, with a significant other that your friends are just as important as the relationship you're in. And you have to nurture those friends and make sure that you keep up with them just as well. And, um, you know, sometimes I think that not you BFF Nina, but a lot of times friends will be like, Oh, well she has somebody and you know, she can't talk to me. And you know, they feel like, Oh, you never call me anymore, but it's really not the person that's in the relationship. I think it's the other person that kind of backs off and they don't, you know, communicate with that person or they're feeling some kind of way. And the person has no idea. Yeah, I, I totally get that. And I will say that I did, like I said earlier, I did try to make sure that I wasn't trying to monopolize your time because I was just so used to just being us, right? I didn't have to monopolize your time before I, because I didn't have to share you. <laughs> so, you know, it was kind of like, okay, I have to make sure that I'm managing my expectations of what you can do physically. Like you, you there's only 24 hours in a day and we're going to sleep for a good number of that and then eat. And then, you know, the rest of the time going to be split between me and Ron. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, you know, like previous I'm going to put in quotations relationships I've had. Um, I didn't have to try to have time with the other person because they weren't really around like that. You know, it wasn't anything that serious. So, you know, it was a little bit, I think, of a different adjustment and things like that when it came to Ron because things were different with him than they had been with any other relationship. So, you know, I had to be definitely mindful of that exactly and i will say ron was very consistent like that is something that i totally loved about him for you coming from like you said coming from the the, the bad and the ugly right he was the good so he was very consistent and that was something i used to um, talk to crystal a lot i would say hey you know the one thing i love is that he when he says he's going to do something he's going to do it and if there's an adjustment that needs to be made he's going to communicate that he's going to talk to her he's going to say you know he's not going to just let her sit there and wonder you know and i i absolutely love that and it helped um i think that also helped 
the relationship too. And I didn't have to worry as much because then, you know, we're sitting there together kind of like, well, I don't know. We're trying to figure out what this dude is doing. <laughs> and it's like, we shouldn't have to do that. I shouldn't have to sit there and we, and you know, we're trying to brainstorm, trying to figure out what's going on with this guy who says that they are interested in something with my best friend. But I didn't have to wonder with Ron and I, I Ron, I'm so thankful for that. And I really appreciate it. And that's you being you. And I love that. And that, that's part of you, which made it so much easier to just kind of, like I said, let tea fly right into your arms. <laughs> All right. And I, and I think, well, you, you know, that. It's, it's funny you mentioned that. And I appreciate that as well. Um, but a wise guy, a wise man once told me that in order to be successful in life, in all aspects of life, you have to do what you say you are going to do. If you are the type of person who has a reputation that they're going to honor their promises and keep their word, then people will be more prone to continue to deal with you, whether they be in business or in your personal life. And so those are some of my core values that was instilled in me as a kid is to always keep your word. You are only as good as your word. Let's see. Here we go. We're dropping those nuggets. That deserves some snaps right there. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and plus, can I add, it was very easy to do these things with Takara because I actually felt the most comfortable and the most like myself around her. So I actually wanted to do more. The more I got to know her, I wanted to do more. She brought out the best in me. And so, therefore, that's how I knew that she was the one for me because I felt like I wanted to be a better person each time I came around her and therefore I was able to continue to build myself up and to make our relationship stronger because she brought that out of me and I can remember this is funny I can remember the very first time I actually thought that we had a future together as far as a marriage future together um, me and her we went to my friend's house in High Point um, and my friend he's a he's a really good carpenter and so he had took a, uh, a power tool and we pulled up at his house and he's in his workshop working and the car's in the car I'm getting out the car and I'm trying to figure out what he's doing it looks like he's holding a power tool in his hand and he's modified the tool to have a, a rotary blade on it it's a it's a blade that cuts steel and it's the size of a tire that goes on the car and the rotary tool is about the size of a cell phone and he's cutting something i don't know what he's doing he's cutting something and i'm like hey man you about to cut your arm off and he's like oh no man i got two more inches before i get to my arm i'm good i'm like oh god okay whatever i couldn't look I'm like any minute I'm going to see blood flying everywhere because his arm going to be hit me in the head so I turned around and for some reason Takara was still sitting in the car and it was in that moment I said to myself I can see myself marrying her I said wow I've never thought those thoughts about anyone in my entire life I don't know why I'm thinking about it right now but it just dawned on me at that point in time that I said to myself, I can see myself marrying her. And from that day forward, I viewed her as my future wife. That means sit in the car, ladies. Don't get out. 
if that, that's all I gotta do <laughs> let me just sit in the car <laughs> sit in the car <laughs> oh goodness oh that was so beautiful <clears throat> I never that heard was... that story before now oh see getting some new information you you just been getting some new information for some weeks now <laughs> tell oh, me about it shocking and whew. There, yes tell me about it <laughs> oh my goodness BFFs out there I hope you guys are still having fun and having some awe moments because I'm having some of those too some warm hearted moments what's up Ron so Nina you remember going back to Takara's point about um, her needing to be a bridge between you and I as far as you know us you know, being friends as well and I distinctly remember when I was contemplating proposing you and I had a very, very detailed conversation on how to get her ring finger size. Oh, I want to hear this. Gosh. Remember, we was we had just finished eating supper, right? Yes. And I don't know what happened, but the car left. I'm like, yeah, she's gone. We can finally talk freely. <laughs> this is great. Wow. I said, I'm, I'm like, Nina, listen, I am about to go get seriously her with your girl so I need some help and you're like anything for you Ron I'm like thanks and so I said I had the slightest idea of what her ring uh, finger size is what's her ring size and you were like uh well we can figure out something I said yes I want you to figure it out so you can tell me what it is so I can go buy the right size ring I don't want to be like taking the ring back and buying the wrong size and then it don't fit she can't wear it and so you know a lot of, a lot of problems right and I think, what did I call it? Undercover Black Ops or something of another? I know, you, had, take you had a crazy name for it. I was like, what yeah. in the world? And, and we had to talk real fast about it because I knew she was going to be back in the room in any minute. So I'm like, hey, look, don't talk too loud because she can't know about this. And you was like, I got you. I said, that's what I wanted to hear. All right, good deal. Yes, and what's funny is T, did you even recognize what I was doing when I had you at the stand in Coles with that incompetent lady behind the the um, counter? She was so, oh my gosh, she made me so mad. No, I will say this. You two kept the secret very, very well. However, <laughs> somebody else had already spilled the beans. <gasps> What? Who? Who? You can't just say yeah. that and not say who. who? We worked hard on it that plan. It, it doesn't matter. I'll probably never tell who that person was. Oh my gosh. That well, is hold on. so not cool. Could, didn't nobody else know but me? I didn't tell nobody. Did I, did I say something in my sleep or something? Well, you must have told someone else because they told me. Oh, all right. Who? Well, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna keep it that way. I'm not I'm not gonna tell on that person. Oh, that's just messy. <laughs> okay, fine, whatever. But yes, no, I was, and I think I do remember Ron when you said it. I had to like cover my mouth <laughs> real quick at the table because yes, yes, I was yes. about to holler, I was about to scream. So you didn't know that. See, Takara knows that about me. When I get excited, oh, it's about to be a loud showcase of emotions because it was oh because the 
perfect moment to say this right now is when Takara called me a couple of weeks ago <laughs> and asked me, she's like, where are you? And I said, oh, I'm about to go get my nails done. I'm sitting in the nail salon. Um, I'm going to, I'm looking at the colors and da, da, da. She was like, you're going to have to go outside for this. And in yeah. my head, I was like, what the heck is going on? So T, you want to tell this story? <laughs> yeah. So I, um, I've, I've told Nina I had something to tell her. And I said, I'm going to FaceTime you. She was like, oh my gosh. She was like, okay. So, um, so when I FaceTimed her, I could see she was in the nail salon and it was very quiet. And I was like, this is not the environment I need to tell you this in. Like, I'm like, you need to go outside. And I think she might have thought it was something bad. I could see her face. And she was like, what? And I was like, we're pregnant. And she screamed. Now, this was not a normal, uh, yes this was not an ordinary scream I literally was down the hall in another room in the house and I heard Nina on the phone not on speakerphone may I add yelling and screaming I'm like oh she must have told him I can hear her all the way over here <laughs> oh goodness seeing everybody I was outside so everyone and I looked in and it was like everybody was just looking and then when I went in there after I got off the phone with T I was like y'all my best friend's pregnant and they just all were like oh congratulations you know it was like oh thanks it's not really my congratulations but yeah okay thanks (laughs) oh yes (laughs) yeah so I, I know how you operate and how you move and I knew that in that quiet place if I told you that you wouldn't have been able to contain yourself until afterwards like you would have thought about it after you did it right so I knew I needed to tell you to go outside before that oh BFFs out there did you just hear the wonderful news we have baby BFF coming Uh, soon Ron and Takara are expecting and I am so excited to be Auntie BFF um, and I have a cart full of stuff that Takara won't let me buy but we'll talk about that later there's nothing to talk about I don't understand like I'm Auntie I'm supposed to be able to buy for the baby we'll talk about that later anyway all right all right all right so you guys know um, I'm excited about this this is so exciting um I'm not going to scream on the podcast, but just know, just know, my excitement was heard probably around the world. I'm pretty good for that. Definitely around the house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. So you guys know at this point in time, before we end every podcast, we always like to spotlight one of our very own near and dear businesses to our heart. And today we have none other than Mr. Ronald Clapp. He's going to tell us. <laughs> you are so surprised. This man is so hilarious, y'all. Um, what did you tell us, Ron, what it is that you do and how you help people? I am a licensed real estate broker in here in North Carolina. I help people buy houses. I help people sell houses. I help people rent houses. And I also do property management. Um, so if anyone is looking to buy their first home, I can help them out. Anyone's looking to sell their primary residence, I'd be happy to help. And also anyone looking to invest in real estate to build a portfolio, I can do that as well. 
and um, we also do property management. And so therefore uh, we do, we, we rent out houses and apartments here in the, um, in, in our local area, in the triad area. And we actually have um, a good team of people that we work with as far as doing our um, property management. And I'd be happy to help anyone that's looking for assistance in any real estate needs. You heard it here, assistance in real estate needs. How can people find you? I have a website. My website is www.rdcrealestate.com. All right. You guys heard it. rdcrealestate.com. And the company's called RDC Real Estate Solutions. Correct. Awesome. Awesome. I'm excited because before we started this podcast, we ran down a whole list of things <laughs> that, you know, we could be partnering with. And I'm excited for the project and RDC to kind of work together in some upcoming projects. Likewise. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So you guys heard it here first, right here on the That's What Friends Do podcast. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, follow, make sure you guys, oh, and before we go again, shout out to Brussels, oh no, Belgium, Belgium and Denmark. We have international BFFs. So excited for you guys to join in with us and to um, be listening in with us. Um, Again, like, share, follow, subscribe. Tell us what you think. Um, Tell us what you want us to talk about. We're going to continue following the relationship that we have. T and I have just been talking about the journey we have gone on as friends. All right. Now, join us in two weeks, right? T, we're going to be back in two weeks um, with another episode. Oh, yeah. Yep, we'll be back in two weeks for another episode. And if you haven't, we are now uh, nine episodes in, right? This is nine. So you guys got to go back. If, you, if you're just joining us for the first time, make sure you go back and listen to the first eight. You can go to rss.com. You can see us on Spotify, Amazon, um, and all the different platforms. Facebook will have a link to it as well. Oh, you can follow us on Facebook at with the That's What Friends Do podcast page. Um, just come in and join the BFF group. Bring in some new BFFs. We all want to be best friends. Look out for some of the contests that will be coming up uh, shortly. Uh, we're going to do some great things. And I can't wait to just have a great conversation with our new and returning BFFs. All right, guys, we will see you in two weeks on the That's What Friends Do podcast. Bye, BFFs. Bye, BFFs. Thanks for having me.